0: people all the time you came too late to tell me God's not real because I have walking proof that God is here and God cares and God does still speak to us because his name's Asher and he's 17.
1: That's Jennifer Vale. She's here to tell us today about the birth of her firstborn son, a baby who might not be here today if it hadn't been for a faithful doctor who called her one Monday morning with some startling news. You'll hear about that miracle from the mother who lived it. Episode 3 of the So God Made a Mother podcast starts now.
2: Hi friends, we are so glad to have Jennifer Vale with us today and can I call you Jen? I feel like I need to call you Jen, Jen, yeah, Jennifer. You've, you've been with Herview for several years now. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself as well? Oh,
0: myself, yourself. <laughs> it's always about Put the you on the spot. Oh. Yeah. Um, I have three kids. They're way older than I want them to be. How old are um, they? They're 17, 15, and 12. You are in it. Uh, yes. And the 12 year old is a girl. She's a middle school girl. Mm-hmm. So I, I am really in the thick of it. Just, mm-hmm. We all are just experiencing that together. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just had my nice 19th- treat Yeah, oh, with man. you, by
2: the way, with the middle school <laughs> yeah.
0: girls and the high school girl. Yeah. With you. Mm-hmm. It's yes. Okay. We've all been there. We were, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've just celebrated my 19th wedding anniversary. Oh. Um, and I just, I love my husband. He's amazing. He's very good. I have to stop
2: and say too, I just celebrated 19 years with my
0: husband. Congratulations! When's your anniversary?
2: New Year's Eve.
0: That's precious. Did you have fireworks at your wedding?
2: Um, we had lantern things, like the little I love that. So you know I'm sorry when you meet someone and you're like oh you're in the same stage (laughs) of life as me you're like let's go get coffee like this is you get it I
0: (laughs) I feel like so many others because I had kids young and so I feel like so many others especially of the the moms in her view are in that younger stage right now they've got toddlers and they're you know sending them to school for the first time and their heart is breaking and all that and I remember that but I'm also like why are your legs so hairy like it's a very different (laughs) I have to take you to learn to drive. It's very right. different stage. So hi, yes, nineteen years. We're old ladies. <laughs>
2: we are old ladies. We, we are. really are. <laughs> well, it's awesome. Okay. We love your story and your whisper story, and uh, it happened quite a few years ago now. So we would just love for you <laughs> to dive in and tell us all about it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So uh, my firstborn, his name's Asher. Um, he was a surprise pregnancy as it was. I have I was diagnosed with severe PCOS when I was 11. And uh, PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome. It's the number one cause of infertility in women, and I was told when I was about 17 that I had almost no chance of getting pregnant naturally oh that gosh. I would need help. So, um I was on birth control just for the hormones to help regulate the PCOS mm-hmm. and got pregnant. So already God was like, Hey, I've got an idea for you. (laughs) So that was already a shock that I was pregnant at all. Um, It was a fairly uneventful pregnancy until about 26 weeks or so. My blood pressure started going up and then around 30, 32 weeks, they did another sonogram to check for facial anomalies and discovered that the baby was very, very small. And my husband and I are both very tall Um, and you can, I mean, I'm not a small person. And so genetically we were like, what's going, why is he so small? And the doctor said, well, he could just be very small or something could be going wrong. And what we're going to do is we're going to give it two weeks and in two weeks, we'll do another sonogram. And if he's grown two weeks worth, then we'll know he's just a small baby. And if he hasn't grown two weeks worth, then we're going to have to explore some other things to see what Mm -hmm. could be going on. Which is exactly what you want to hear with your first pregnancy.
1: I was going to say and that's an, an eternity. Two right. weeks this is an, an eternity. 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 Thank
0: you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was, yes, it was a very, very long time. And my blood pressure had been going up. So I was on bed rest. So all I could do was just lie there and read. And, you know, this was before Netflix. So I really was just trapped in bed rest. You and... didn't have a smartphone
2: or anything yet, no. right? No. No, there were no, no touch no There was, no, there was yeah. hardly we didn't have any of that, and... kids. Back like, in the Oregon Trail, days. Ben ben the, day, I ben was on the my MySpace, of so Let me tell
0: you. <laughs> no, I was updating my myspace
2: Carolyn <laughs> so so really just worked. said she went to she was that was days of Blockbuster. <laughs> Go get the two for one at
0: Blockbuster. <laughs> yes. I miss Blockbuster. It smelled so good. <laughs> oh, I did <do> too. <laughs> didn't it? Sorry. I I'm, (laughs) um, but yeah, so it was a very long time. I was trapped in bed for two weeks, just worrying. Now Google did exist. And so I could Google everything that could possibly be wrong. Um, but I had to do it on a computer because of course there were no smartphones. So I was just two weeks of high blood pressure lying on my side. And we went in finally two weeks for another sonogram. And after two weeks, he had only grown two days worth. Mm. And so, you know, everything was just immediately terrifying. We had no idea what was going on. Obviously he wasn't just a small baby. Something was restricting his growth. So my doctor said, what we're going to do is we're going to put you on three times a week fetal monitoring. We're going to have you come in. And basically I lie there for an hour. And every time I felt the baby move, I would have to click a thing so they could see what his heart rate looked like in comparison to movement. Um, I'm sure by now, 17 years later, there's something much more technologically advanced, but that's what I did back then. So I was doing that a couple times a week and I came in on a Friday and my doctor, oh, my amazing doctor, my OB, he said, things don't look great right now. I don't love the way that these heart rates are looking. He said, but I need to tell you, I'm a Christian and I pray over all of my patients every single morning. And if ever I need to tell you, If ever I tell you, we need to do something. And I can't give you a medical explanation as to why I need you to understand that it's because I feel it's God telling me to do something. And we were like, we are so fine with that. That is perfectly fine. Oh, so I also didn't tell you before, my husband and I have been in full-time ministry our entire marriage. So we were like, yeah, a a God doctor, right? Like (laughs) there's not a lot of (laughs) those. I didn't know that Jennifer. So Mm -hmm. we were super you know, very anxious, of course, about the baby, but still there was some peace because our doctor said, I'm praying for you. I listened for the voice of God. I listened for those whispers and we're going to have to trust him because we have no idea. You know, we can't see what's going on. We don't know what's going on. It's entirely up to God to, to help this baby that shouldn't even be as it is. So, We went through the weekend. Well, I'm sorry, that Friday, he told us that, that he prays over his patients. And he said, I don't like the way that these heart rates are looking. I'm going to send you to the hospital for a biophysical profile, which was a like three hour sonogram. They measure absolutely everything. They measure like how the lungs are breathing in the amniotic fluid, every single measurement that there was. It was just a very, very long thing. And of course the sonographer can't tell you anything. Right. But I could, you know, I'd had enough sonograms at that point to be able to read the measurements and just know that he was still really, really small and he hadn't grown any in that week. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a very quiet, very long sonogram. The doctor said, look, I'm going to let you go home this weekend, but just know that it's probably coming soon. And again, I'm going to be praying for you, you know, because we didn't know. So we went through the weekend. My husband had his birthday. Monday afternoon, I had an appointment for more fetal monitoring where I do the click whenever I feel the baby move. But Monday morning, my husband was getting ready for work and he, the phone rang and it was my doctor. And he said, you need to come to the hospital right now. We're going to do an emergency C-section right now. And we were like, what? You know, it's it's weird that when you're pregnant, you come to your husband and you're like, honey, it's time. But no, my right. husband woke me up and was like, Jen, mm-hmm. it's time. We're going to go have a baby right now. So he
2: called so- you. And you hadn't, you didn't know any other information. He had just called you. It's Monday morning. And how yes. far along
0: were you at this point? Uh, 34 weeks. Okay. That's okay. a good, yeah. Thank you. I didn't said that. That's this all right. Day, four weeks. 34 um, weeks. And he had been measuring 27, 28 weeks mm. the baby had. Got it. So he was, it wasn't just small. He was very small. He was measuring 27 weeks in like three days at that point. Um. So very small. And we didn't know if he was going to have the lungs of a 27 week baby. We didn't know if he would have developed lungs but just a small body because we didn't know why he was so small. So we went up there for the emergency C-section, absolutely terrified because again, we had no idea what was going on. So we show up and the OR is just full of people because we don't know what kind of shape he's going to be in. There's, you know, the whole NICU team is there, All tons of doctors. I think there were four doctors in addition to my OB and the staff, everybody completely full, had the C-section. He came out three and a half pounds, 17 inches long. So he was very, very long, very, very skinny. He had no fat on him whatsoever. I mean, he didn't even have butt cheeks because there was no fat. It was all just wrinkled. He looked like Fred Mertz, just a wrinkled old man. (laughs) So they delivered him. He could breathe. He peed on the doctor. Like he was very, very healthy. He was just very small. And then they delivered the placenta and it was very tiny and shriveled. And what had happened was apparently the placenta had never fully developed and it was starving him. He was literally, that's why he had no fat on him because he was literally using up all of his reserves inside of me. And he only had hours, maybe minutes before he was completely done oh my gosh. before he, he would have passed away. We would have lost him. So they had to take him to the NICU because he was so small. And my doctor came into the recovery room and he said, I didn't want to tell you until after the baby was born. Cause I didn't want to scare you further, but I was praying for you both this whole weekend. And I had a dream last night that you came in for your fetal monitoring this afternoon and there was no heartbeat. Mm. So I took that as a, a sign from God that we needed to get that baby out today, this morning. And so I know I've got my goosebumps I, I do without crying. So he, he did, God told him, if you don't get this baby out this morning today, he's not going to make it. And so emergency C-section, he was born, he was healthy, but very small. And he had been starved. He, it was terrifying. You know, of course, as the mom, you've got the mom guilt. Like why couldn't my body provide for him? But even in what my body couldn't provide for him, God made up by speaking to that doctor, by giving those whispers, by saying, whatever you couldn't do, I will be there to pick up the slack. And he's 17 now. He's almost 6'4". He's got a deep voice and he's amazing. And he's here because God spoke to my doctor and because my doctor listened and had faith and reacted, he's here. And it's, it's absolutely amazing. I tell people all the time, you came too late to tell me God's not real because I have walking proof that God is here and God cares and God does still speak to us. 'Cause his name's Asher and he's seventeen. Wow. He's so <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> what so we this is the
2: this is how we end every story on this podcast. We're like
1: Well, there's nothing to say after that.
2: Oh my goodness, (laughs) Jim. First of all, do you just give your doctor the biggest hug or like a cheese of the month club or something? Like what an incredible man Cheese of the month. Oh,
0: that would have been (laughs) such a good one. So (laughs) I I had planned to do a natural birth and go through like the Bradley classes and I am a woman hear me roar. So I was devastated about having to have a C-section. And I chose to stay with him and have repeat C sections as opposed to going oh, to yeah. another doctor where I could do a V back because I'm like, you know what? Once again, I'm going to trust God more than my own body. And I had two other wonderfully healthy babies and we lost others, and he was wonderful through that. And he named his dog after my son. Oh my gosh. <laughs> after because of the story and because of how amazing it was. And wow. what's, um, he really wasn't. He's retired now, which is a shame. But a few months after Asher had been born in church, he was being dedicated. And our pastor told the story of what happened. And afterward, we had probably 15 people come up to us and say, that had to be Dr. Dotson. Like, we had not his name, but they knew that he was, in their experience, he had been such an amazing Christian man who listened to the voice of God that, it had to be him. And it, it was, he's, he's wonderful. I used to go visit literally just to visit. I would sit while the nurses ran urine samples and just talk because we became so close and I love him and him and my daughter share a birthday. Now they're birthday buddies because we're that, we're
2: that tall. Because Of course they do because God's yes. clever. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Walk me back real quick to that dream. I mean, he saw it. He saw it. It was that afternoon and your baby had, he was gone at that yeah. point. Yes. and that would have happened had you not had the emergency C-section. I'm just
0: that's walking true. this back through because I'm yes. like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Mm-hmm. Yes, he absolutely would not have made it made it. He used up every bit of fat he had to sustain his body, and that's why he had stopped growing because he couldn't go any further. He was literally just in survival mode. and there was nothing left. When he was in the NICU, he started at two millimeters of formula before I could pump and all that. And he had to get up to a full ounce of formula or breast milk before they could discharge him. And that took over two weeks um, because his body wasn't used to having food. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. He was just so, so little. And my doctor had told me before, Um, sometime around when we didn't know what was going on, when we had noticed he was small, but we didn't know why he said, I've had one other patient have this problem before and that baby didn't make it. So, it was absolutely God. He would not have made it. He had very little time left. He would not have made it through the night. Wow! And he came out and he cried and he was tiny, but he was very mighty. And he's here. How did you feel
2: when the doctor told you about
0: his dream? Um, I cried. Yeah, I cried. You know. <laughs> It was just one of those, there was so much shock as it was from the C-section and from him being so small, I was already in so much shock. And then it was just like, your stomach drops. And it was a combination of fear because we were so close to losing him and a combination of God really did that. I'm going to cry. Like God really did that. This baby that's not supposed to be here that I wasn't supposed to be able to have, God cared so much about that he made sure to tell somebody he made sure to get this baby safe. You know, like, again, I, I, you came too late to tell me that God's not real. It was just one of those absolute God is real. God speaks and he really still cares. It was kind of humbling, kind of terrifying and thankful. So thankful because with uh, what other doctor would have happened.
1: Right. Right. It's like being part of your own
0: miracle. Yeah, exactly. Yes.
1: And realizing it while you're in the moment because sometimes you look back and realize well that was a miracle.
0: Exactly. Yes. It's yeah. so I talk often about how there's a miracle in normal because yeah. people mm-hmm. don't recognize how much of a miracle it is for something to be normal and then you look back and you're like, "Oh, that was a miracle. This was completely abnormal. This was completely dangerous. We were right on the line and there's no doubt it was a miracle. There's no other explanation whatsoever."
2: Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Jennifer. It's amazing. Right. This was incredible. I, I'm I Leslie, we're always do like, we... there's
1: like nothing more to say. We just sit here and shake our heads like, well, these
0: I... stories over and over. Uh,
1: but oh, I think that's... it's
2: such a great reminder though, isn't it? Because we don't I don't know. I don't know. It's so hard to explain. You yeah. cannot explain it. And if you've been through those moments, you're like, I do not have words. I just have this to show you. You know, I think in whatever situation you're in
1: and Leslie, like peace too. you know, knowing like, even though that was such a harrowing experience for you just to know, I mean, look at all the things that, that got orchestrated in that entire story, you know, to put you together, you and your doctor and to listen, someone who's listening, someone, you know, and you who are doing what he says, you know, I mean, it's just, I don't
0: know. It's yeah. incredible. Cause you know, he's 17 now. So yeah. there's been a lot of times since then where i I'm not going to lie. I've doubted God. There's oh, been yeah. scary times and, yeah. and bills and sickness and things where you're like, seriously, God. But then I look back and I cannot deny that God cares and that God speaks and that God's real, no matter what I have to look back and I'm like, yes. Okay. God does care. God does have this. And it's, it's a testimony for so many people. I mean, everybody who hears yeah. it, whether they believe or not, they can't deny that that's a miracle of some kind.
1: Mm-hmm. That, yeah.
0: So he's, he's yeah. just a walking testimony. He really yeah. is. Yes. Yeah. Right. Wow.
2: Thank oh. you, Jennifer. This was, thank, thank you. you. Yes. This was incredible. As always, you. Carolyn.
1: Yes. Oh, as always. What do we remember that
0: the world needs your story, right? <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs>